Dear Lodge in Montana Territory, I met a very unusual young lady. Her Chinese name was Chen Shuk Yi. Which in English means gentle virtue. This is her story. Well, hello out there in Radio Land. Or as they used to say when my grandmother was out this way, good hello. Oh, that was a little bit loud there. Let's uh, turn that down so that we don't blow anyone's eardrums out. <clears throat> and uh, welcome to Mid-Valley Mutations here on Sheena's Jungle Room. Part of the WFMU family of products. And uh, we are continuing our journey way out west. And... There's really not a lot of uh, backstory here on this one. Uh, me and Mitch decided uh, we were going to spend the summer out traveling the Mid-Valley. 
exploring some of the, the, the finer uh, areas that uh, we don't usually get to check out. Exploring caves and hiking over trails and it's been a lot of fun. We hopped on my good uh, horse here, Trigger, and uh, yeah, he's been uh, serving us well as we roam around and meet some of the residents out here that we uh, never really knew before. Now, there are previous installments of our uh, antics and uh, whatnot, and I'm sure that you can go and check those out at your leisure. But uh, for right now, we do appreciate any new guests out there who might be lurking and are unfamiliar with the direction of our tale. I will say that uh, this is the perfect time to uh, sit down for a spell. We're going to pass around the flask here so you can all have a drink. And uh, I think uh, we're cooking up a little stew in the uh, the pot tonight if uh, you need a little some grub to help get you through. Now let me uh, say howdy out there to all those in the in the chat. And uh, if you want to join us, you should uh, get on over here around the campfire. Uh, we're having a, a grand old time. And uh, all you got to do is... Uh, uh, Go to wfmu.org forward slash Sheena and uh, you'll be able to find us hanging out, having a grand old time, talking about old cars that we used to love. Let's see, we got uh, Mr. X and uh, Chris O, Cat in the Chat, Imaginos. Hey, how's it going? And, of course, H. Now, it is about this time of night that the frontier gentleman himself usually stops by to tell his tales of what it's been like for him to wander way out west. An English gentleman like no other. And if you're familiar with his goings-on, then uh, you'll know uh, roughly the way these things kind of work out. And if not, well, you're in for a treat. So sit back and enjoy. Hopefully there's enough food to go around. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have ourselves a grand old time here on... uh, Sheena's Jungle Room, Mid-Valley Mutations. Oh, and it looks like Heather has just joined us. Thanks for coming on over. We do appreciate that vegetarian jerky. Please uh, pass some of that around. Anyway, enough of my yammering. If people want to wander in, uh, you can hear uh, the story uh, uh, partway through. It don't hurt none. It's the Frontier Gentleman here going to regale us with some tales of what it's like to wander way out west and sometimes if you listen carefully it sounds a little like this mid valley let's go way out west mutations part 9 gentle virtue (laughs) 
In Montana Territory, there is a mining town which has been known variously as Cottonwood, Spanish Forks, and Labarge. Now it is simply called Deer Lodge. I had stopped there on my way back to Fort Benton, and it was in Deer Lodge that I was for the first time introduced to the card game of poker. It all began innocently enough after I struck up a friendship with Billy Moore, a prospector whose claim lay a few miles from town. Now, you might call me kind of a cross between a river sniper and a desert rat. River sniper's what I am here, gold panning like this. Of course, my diggings is back there on the hill, but I ain't hit nothing much yet. Stream's not bad, though. Keeps me going. It's a lonely job, I imagine. Sometimes. You ever think of settling down? Getting married? Sure. Sure, when I strike it big, I may do that. Meantime, there's Deer Lodge close by. Don't get time to be lonesome there. (laughs) I haven't noticed you're much of a drinking man. Oh, I ain't. But there's always a card game. Pharaoh, three card Marty, poker. Poker's my game. Nothing I like more than a night or two of poker. Do you win? Not much. Stay about even, mostly. How about you? Uh, never played the game in my life. You never played poker? <laughs> no. Well, boy, we sure got to do something about that. You think it's absolutely necessary? Well, Mr. Candle, how are you going to write about how people live in these parts if you ain't never played poker? Oh, well, I... Never quite thought of it in that way. Well, it's a fact. I'll tell you what. This afternoon, I'll show you how to play. There's nothing to it. And then tonight, we'll go into town. There's always a real friendly game at Dead Broke Bar.
evening, we rode back into Deer Lodge. Billy had pronounced me an able student, and that with caution, I might even add a dollar or two to my diminishing funds. I had promised to limit myself to play with $50 and no more. When we arrived at the bar, Billy led me to a table in the back room. Two men were there. One, a meek-looking fellow whose expression was one of constant hurt surprise. The other was a lanky, dark-faced chap. Billy introduced us. This here is J.B. Candle, boys. Turkey Johnson and Neil Deggers. How do you do, gentlemen? Candle's a newspaper fella from England, writes for the London Times out here looking this over. Give us some chips, Turkey. How's it going, Billy? Any pay dirt? Oh, about the same. I ain't complaining. What about you? I'm going to give it another week, then I'm pulling up stakes. You, Turkey? Look, you want to play or talk? Turkey ain't in the mining business right now, Kent. Oh, He's I see. trying to get a stake playing poker. The trouble is he keeps on losing. <laughs> you feel lucky tonight, Turkey? And one of these days you're going to get lead poison if you don't shut your mouth. <laughs> nice friendly cuss, ain't he? Uh, them blue chips is worth $5, Kendall. The uh, red's two, and the white's one. High uh, card deals. King, Jack, eight, four. Your deal, Kendall. Hmm? Oh, oh, yes. Goal of cards, boy. Uh, five? Five. Uh, oh, now, wait a minute. Uh, something the matter? In these parts, we cut the cards, mister. He's kind of... Oh, I'm... He don't mean no harm. I'll cut him. Dole him around, kid. Never did cut the plane with a greenhorn. Sorry. Oh, just deal, mister. Open, dollar. Call. Raise the dollar. No, thank you. Not for me, neither. I got a feeling you're telling a windy turkey. I'll see you. Give me three cards, Kendall. I'll take two.
Billy won the first hand and the second. I played very carefully, and at the end of an hour was about $5 to the good. I could see that Turkey Johnson resented both me and my playing, even more so because he was losing. His temper slowly deteriorated with the quality of his cards. Then the door opened, and a small, pigtailed Chinese gentleman walked in. He had an ageless face, impassive. Hey, you! I didn't think you'd be coming tonight. Light and rest your saddle. Uh, this is J.B. Candle, you. He's from England. Mr. Candle, I am honored. Uh, is it uh, Mr. You? Yes. How do you do, sir? Uh, good evening, Mr. Deggers. Mr. Hey, Johnson. Right, come on, come on, come on. Come on, more. It's your deal. I know it. Well, deal. Chips, please, Mr. Johnson. Uh, $50. You keeps a string of burrows, sells them or rents them. Orneriest critters you ever see. Uh -huh. oh, oh, very intelligent. Very noble animals. Oh, is that pretty girl of yours, you? Ain't seen her around. He keeps her hid from the likes of us, huh, you? You ought to see her, Candle. Real nice little filly. Is your daughter, Mr. You? Oh, no daughter, no. She's a girl from Hong Kong. She helps me with business. Talk, talk, talk. It's your play, Candle. I'll... Open for a dollar. It's the story of a very unfortunate color man who got rested down in old Hong Kong. He got 20 years' privilege taken away from him when he kicked old Buddha's gone. And now he's bobbing the piano just to raise the price of a ticket to the land of the free. Well, he say his home's in Frisco where they send the rice, but it's really in Tennessee. That's why he say, I need someone to love me. Need somebody to carry me home to San Francisco and bury my body there. Oh, I need someone to lend me a $50 bill and then I'll leave Hong Kong far behind me for happiness once again. Won't someone believe I begin to see that bay again? But when I try to leave, sweet opium won't let me fly away. I need someone to love me, need somebody to carry me home to San Francisco. And bury my body there That's the story of a very unfortunate color man Who got rested down in old Hong Kong Got 20 years privilege taken away from him when he kicked old Buddha's gone. Mr. Yu proved to be an astute but unlucky player, and Johnson began to win. 
For the next two hours, the game seesawed back and forth. And after that, it became obvious that unless there was a startling change, the big winner would be Johnson. The loser, Mr. Yu. Billy, Neil Deggers, and myself were about even. Then an extraordinary thing happened. I found myself at the end of a draw, sitting with three aces and two queens. The betting was up to Neil Deggers. At that time, there was $50 on the table. Two. No, I'm folding. Two, and I raise three. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is a big one, huh? <laughs> All right, boys. I'm calling and raising five of my own. <laughs> mm. You take it easy, Candle. Shut your mouth, Moore. Ain't no side playing this game. Now, don't get riled, Turkey. Riled. Just keep your mouth shut. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Just give me a moment. Very well. I'll call. Ten dollars. <laughs> Kendall, you know it's going to be a pleasure to make you holler calf rope. <laughs> Ain't going to be no beginner's luck in this game. Your play, Mr. You. Uh, and 25. <laughs> sure am glad I'm out of this one. You're 25 and up 25. Kendall, you better get out. Son of a gun, I'm saying for the last time more, you shut your mouth. Now listen, Turkey, he's a friend of mine. Mr. Johnson's, he's quite right, Billy. I'd like to buy some more chips, please. A hundred. Well, what's your play, mister? It cost you fifty. You better not... Fifty. Man, you ain't gonna have enough left to dust your fiddle. Fifty and raise fifty. What? There's near three hundred in there. Yeah, so there is. <laughs> I got the deadwood on you boys, but you keep her getting fat. I ain't grumbling. <laughs> You're fifty, you and my fifty. Another hundred candle. Yes. I see. All right. I call. <laughs> Mr. Taki pays five hundred dollars. I am now without money. Still, I wish to call you back. Oh, oh that's too bad. Hey, maybe you can get a loan, huh? <laughs> I no take a loan. Well, what do you say, you? You in or out? Oh, how about them burrs? You want to stake them, huh? No, not burros. But uh, maybe chain shoki? <laughs> I didn't know ain't that southern. <laughs> you kidding? The girl should be worth another hundred. I seen a turkey. She's a looker. <laughs> if you lose, can you guarantee I get her? I guarantee. Well, how can you do that, Mr. Yu? She belongs me. I paid a half a cent from China. <laughs> you wait, please. I put cards down. Nobody touch. <laughs> what you got, Turkey? Head's <laughs> uh, gonna make all you happy as a duck in Arizona. <laughs> What's the matter, Kendall? Is game too rich for you, huh? <laughs> no, not at all. I find it very interesting. Well, boys, my luck has turned. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get me a grub steak with the winnings and have me a real nice score to take care of grub slinging and the like. <laughs> say, say, how about me and you going farting? <laughs> yeah, you might do that, niggas. <laughs> you might at that.
Well, it seems like JB has got himself into a bit of a pickle today. But this does seem to happen to the Frontier Gentleman every once in a while. He gets into situations where uh, things enter a gray area of amorality. And he's got to figure out what to do next. Very astute of Mr. X to realize that the title of this episode sort of hinted at what was to come. And it does seem like we have a, a, a couple of new uh, visitors who have joined us since uh, our last hang uh, conversation. Uh, Barno has joined us. Thank you, Barno. Barno, Barno hosts uh, an excellent program uh, of uh, uh, novelty uh, music and uh, uh, humorous uh, uh, tunes, which I, I quite appreciate. It's on Monday nights. You should check it out. And then, of course, we have Laura Panic uh, uh, joining us in the chat, uh, where we are bonding over uh, the late and lamented Carp. Oh my! What a what a wonderful wonderful band. Did you see that documentary uh, they made a, a few years back about those boys? That was a that was a fun watch. Let me tell you, a good time was had by all. I made a fool of myself at the premiere in Portland, at the theater up there. It was a, a wonderful night. I believe I was there with uh, uh, Captain Awesome, uh, my friend Jonathan Boober. Uh, we went together. It was a it was a, it was a good good night. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. We're here to listen to the Frontier Gentleman tell us of his tales of wandering the Old West, as we ourselves are wandering way out west this summer. Sort of getting us a, a, a little bit of a theme, as it were. Although I may have to take a break next week to celebrate some of our uh, fallen friends as uh, we are mourning the loss of Pee Wee tonight. 
and and yesterday for that matter, uh, uh, finding out uh, that Pee Wee had passed is uh, really uh, shook me to my very core. Spent a lot of time uh, watching Mr. Rubens uh, do his thing on the television, and let me tell you, it was a, a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, memory to think back to all the the great jokes he's told and the great moments I've enjoyed. It is a shame that we've lost that gentleman. So yes, uh, we may be doing a, uh, um, a tribute uh, to the people who died uh, very soon. Uh, uh, very, uh, there's a lot, a lot of uh, people have been uh, falling lately. We need to, we need to pay tribute. Best way we know how. Well, uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's get back to the program here. It's uh, Mid-Valley Mutations, the Frontier Gentleman, telling us a little bit about a poker game he got into and uh, some of the winnings that he uh, had to deal with afterwards. And uh, you think the story's going one way, but I think it might take a little bit of a turn. Fortunately, otherwise I'd feel a lot different about playing it tonight. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's get back. It's uh, Sheena's Jungle Room here. Uh doing a little bit of the mutation celebration on a Tuesday night. Mid-Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 9. Gentle Virtue. At that moment, the door opened, and Mr. Yu came in, followed by the girl, Chen Shuk-Yi. She must have been in her early 20s, and she was quite beautiful. She didn't look at any of us, but moved behind Mr. Yu's chair, staring black-eyed, expressionless. You tell her what happens if you lose? She has been told. You betting her? Yes, I call you bet with Shook Yi. All right. What do you got? Flush. Hearts. <laughs> Oh, I had you figured. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> yeah, kings and tenors full. <laughs> Just a moment, Mr. Johnson. Aces and ladies full. Son of a god. You have won, Mr. Kendall. The money and the girl are yours. Most honored to meet you, Mr. Kendall. Shuki's belongings are at my house. Do you wish her to bring them now? Well, I... I understand. It is a matter of delicacy. You live at the hotel, Mr. Kendall? Uh, No, I'm staying with Billy Moore. Uh, Her belongings will be brought tomorrow. Most happy gentlemen. Good night. Um, I... I'll cash these in if you don't mind, Mr. Johnson. $565. That was pretty smart, Moore. Pulling in a grifter to clean us out. Oh, now, just a minute, Turkey. Are you suggesting by any chance that I'm a cheat, Mr. Johnson? Well, I'm saying there was more than luck in your deal. You're saying I cheated? Here's your money. Come on, Deggers. Never thought I'd see it. Turkey Johnson backing down. You sure got his number, Kendall. Uh, what about her? I've been wondering. Um, Shook Yi? Yes, master? No, no, not master. I'm Kendall. Kendall? 
I think you'd better go back to Mr. Yu's house now. Oh, no. Me belong candle now. Mr. Yu, not take Shuki back. <laughs> I not go back. It ain't gonna do no good, Kendall. He wouldn't have her back. Old Yu's got a lot of pride. He lost her fair and square. She's yours. But I can't. What the devil am I going to do with her? Well, now... A good cook. Men clothes. Very good. You're good enough for me, girl. Billy, we'll have to put her up in your shack until I can think of what to do with her. Well, that's fine with me, Kendall. That's just fine. You and I will sleep outside. Well, now, hold on, boy. I don't mind giving up my bunk. I can sleep on the floor, but there ain't no sense in freezing to death, maybe getting the rheumatics or the heaves. Well, perhaps she could stay at the hotel. I'd get her a room. There ain't room for a skinny tick in there this time of night. All right, then it's got to be your place. Come on. Sure do look pretty. You comfortable, Shuki? Very comfortable. Very nice. Thank you, Kendall. How long have you been over here? Four years. What made you come? I was slave girl. Mr. Yu sent to buy me. I come. Oh. I like you better. 
I'd be good slave to you. No. A slave is not a good thing, Shukji. No one should be slave. In this country, no slaves. You understand? No. If I no slave, what I do? Well, what did you do in China? Slave. Very rich gentleman. Lots of slave. But he get dry gulch by other rich gentlemen. Then I his slave. Then second rich gentleman sell me to Mr. Yu. He sell many slaves come to America. Now I you slave. <laughs> no, I don't want a slave. Then why you buy me? I didn't. I won you in the poker game. If you lost, you would have paid money? Yes. Then you see, it's same. I am glad I not be won by that no good son of gun, Turkey Johnson. <laughs> she sure got him pegged. <laughs> you shouldn't say that, Shukhi. Bad words. I hear many people say so. I no like the way he look at me, son of gun. Oh. Oh. Here, Shukhi, I'll help you. I'll get the horses fed and watered. You want to show her where to sleep? All right. This your house? No, it's Billy's. Oh, he very rich man. Mr. You not have wood floor. You'll sleep here on this bunk, Shukyi. Where you sleep? Outside, with Billy. I sleep on floor. You sleep on bunk. No, no. I'm going out to help Billy now. You go to bed. If the master wills it. I will it. Good night. Billy. Yeah. <laughs> she bedded down. On the way. Look, this is nothing to laugh at, Billy. What am I going to do with her? <laughs> She's your slave. You figure it out. I mean it. I can't go traveling about with her. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. Billy, it's serious. You think if I have a talk with Mr. Yu... I, I told you, it's no good. Now, you boys stand right there and don't turn around or I'll blow your innards out. Turkey Johnson. I right, take the guns off of them. Sure, Turkey, sure. All right. Now you got my money, Kendall, you throw it behind you real easy-like. <laughs> All right, pick it up, Deggers. Now, you go and fetch your gal out. Sure, Jack. I'd advise you to keep your hands off her, Johnson. Oh, get going, Daggers. You ain't advising nothing, Ken. I'm going to get you, Turkey. You'll stretch him for this. Why, you got me scared plumb to death. Hey, Turkey! She ain't there. What do you mean, she ain't there? You must have heard us from going out through the window. Well, find her. What? It's dark. All right, all right. Forget the gal. Let's tail out of here. So long, boys. Thanks for the grub steak. <laughs> I'm going to get the Wait horse. Wait a minute. No, there's no sense without a gun. should have known. And low Shook down, ye. no good. Shook ye. It's Kendall. They've gone. Where are you? I come, master. You got another gun, Billy? Yeah, yeah, in the shack. A rifle and a coat. I heard voice of son of gun Turkey Johnson. I go out window. Yeah, very sensible. You stay here with Shook ye, Billy. I'm going after them. Well, I'll come too. No, you better stay in case they double back. Lock yourselves in. Sure I will, Kendall, sure. Don't you worry about a thing. I'm told you worry. Baby, don't you worry. Please stop your worry. Better don't want you to worry. 
took the coat and rode after Johnson and Deggers. I hoped they'd make for Deer Lodge, which is exactly what they did do. I found them in the least likely, but I suppose most likely place for a man like Johnson, the Dead Broke Bar. They were celebrating, standing drinks to everybody in the place. Turkey. Oh, don't bother me, boy. Yeah, but... <laughs> Turn around, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> well, if it ain't Lord Kendall. <laughs> what do you say, Your Honor? <laughs> All right, come on, have a drink. <laughs> Not with my own money, thanks. Hand it over like a good fellow. Are you loco, mister? Your money? Well, I cleaned you out. Ain't that right, Deggers? Sure, sure. Dead right, Turkey. An unfortunate choice of words. I say you're dead wrong. But either way, unless you give it back, you'll most certainly be dead. I'm getting out of here. Here, me too. You want to draw first? Uh, no shooting in the bar, boys. You take it outside. Well, you want to <clears throat> draw first? I have. Well, uh, well, <laughs> hey, I, 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 I was only kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Throw your gun belt on the bar. You two diggers. Now, Johnson, I have taken a great dislike to your face. Hold this for me, will you, barkeep? Get him, Douglas! Get him! Billy! It's me, Kendall! Here's your guns. Oh. Hello, Shuki. Hello. Well, what's the matter? Well, Kendall, I hope you don't take this wrong, but I'd kind of... Well, I'd kind of like to buy Shukye from you. What? Well, you see, me and her, we had a little talk while you was gone, and, and, and she takes to me, sort of, and... I thought maybe if I married her... He's strange man, Kendall. You sell me to him. He wants to marry. Well, do you want to marry him? I like.
next morning, I was best man at their wedding, and Mr. Yu gave Shook Yi away. After the breakfast, which took place at the Dead Broke Bar, I started off for Fort Benton, where I planned to take the river steamer down the Missouri to write my reports of another part of the West. Well, well, it seems like things that worked out quite well for everybody there, including the frontier gentleman and uh, the awkwardness of having a. Uh, purchased another person's life uh, will hopefully go away over time. It's Mid-Valley Mutations here. Uh, Sheena's Jungle Room, WFMU, having a little bit of fun way out west as we are regaled with tales told by the frontier gentleman himself. 
who's been wandering this uh, neck of the woods for quite some time and he's got a few stories to tell and we've been hearing them a little bit over the summer and we'll probably continue to hear them for a bit longer uh, at least until the fall really kicks in and I gotta switch gears to some other business but certainly we are uh, overdue uh, for our conversation with Mike Watt which has been recorded but needs to be edited and will be on this program very soon uh, hopefully uh, sooner than uh, uh, currently uh, which is uh, not very soon I, I, gotta, I got to get to work on that one I'll be honest but we are very excited to have Mr. Mike Watt uh, come into the program. Uh, it was a great conversation, and I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing that with, with you. And there's a few other things on the horizon we, we've got planned. I, I am going to try to fit in a, uh, a People Who Died uh, episode uh, very soon. Uh, I, I, there has been a lot of uh, musicians and artists who have passed, unfortunately. Uh, and there are quite a few who uh, we are fond of and, and it is, is difficult to uh, each week try to address uh, that issue because sometimes there's just other stuff going on so uh, we, we do like to do a show every once in a while where we, we try to pay tribute to those we have lost uh, there are many unfortunately and uh, they all deserve a little moment to shine so we'll, we'll, we'll try to do that at some point uh, before long but, uh, you know, uh, summer is as summer does, so we'll just see how it goes, and, and, and maybe uh, maybe we'll get there, maybe we won't. Uh, it's always a, a little bit difficult to uh, know uh, what is next uh, on the radio horizon ahead. We try to be prepared, but you know how it is. That, that, that Boy Scout training doesn't always uh, work all the time. Well, let's see. Uh, let's say hello to a few folks who are hanging out in the chat tonight. Uh, uh, thank you very much, uh, Heather uh, and uh, Mr. X, cat uh, in the chat. And I do believe Laura Panic is also hanging out uh, around here and there. Maybe a few others lurking here, uh, uh, back in, around uh, the edges of the campfire that I can't quite see. But uh, if you want to come on in, join us. WFMU.org forward slash Sheena. That is where we are all hanging out. I, I think I, I called it a, 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 a camp chat fire last week, and uh, uh, kind of is a, appropriate. We're all uh, gathered around our various uh, boxes and machines, uh, gathered for warmth and for companionship. Yes, I'm hoping we will get to that project soon, Imagino. So we got to start recording uh, for sure. Uh, and I, and I know uh, we're, we're, we're getting to that, but, uh, you know, these things take a tiny bit of time. And uh, once once we get the, the that beginning thing uh, uh, sorted out, uh, I think the dominoes will fall into place fairly soon. And, you know, it's not that far away where we'll be thinking about Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, all, that, all those good things. I was astonished. When I was looking at a calendar, putting down dates for January of 2024, it is a, a, a incredible how close all that is. So, considering that we still have one solid month of summer left, I aim to make this one of my best summers yet. Or at least the, the best one in the last few years. Summers are kind of tricky sometimes, you know. We, we do the best we can. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to squeeze in another camping trip. I'm going to try to squeeze in a few more backyard barbecues. I'm going to try to squeeze in porch and patio visits with all of my closest friends. I got, I got a full month to do it, starting today. So uh, I, better, I better get hopping. But, uh, uh, yeah, to do that, probably going to have to, uh, you know, uh, take it a little easy now and then and uh, treat myself right. Because, uh, you know, all that fussing and fighting and running around, that, that, can, that can get a little, a little wild. So uh, it's always good to just uh, mellow out and relax. And I find sitting around the campfire with a few of my friends here to chat in the WFMU chat and uh, listen to stories by the Frontier Gentlemen, that is the way to unwind after a long day. So let's get back to it here. It's uh, Mid-Valley Mutations, Sheena's Jungle Room. One of the best places to be on a Tuesday night, and uh, we're going to bring you a little more of the Frontier Gentlemen. It's the way we roll. Now, I think you're going to like this one. This one uh, takes another turn as well, but uh, don't they all? Enjoy. Mid-Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 10. The Powder River Kid. There seem to be only two kinds of people in Montana Territory. The good and the bad. Sometimes it's hard to tell which is which.
I was on my way back to Fort Benton on the Missouri River when I reached Helena. There, I was lucky enough to receive an offer of transportation in a wagon. So I sold my horse and we set out on the Mullen Road. My companion, or bullwhacker as he called himself, was a leathery, stringy chap who might have been 50 or 70. It was hard to tell. His name was George Scales, and he seemed more than happy to have someone to talk to. Yes, sir, I was one of the first out of the California gold rush. Went out with my father in 49. Now, how old do you figure I am, boy? Well, 58. Uh, 58. Wouldn't think it, would you? Well, Well, I'm... 58. Never had a sick day in my life. Been married three times, buried two. The third got took by Apaches down in Arizona territory. <laughs> I pitied the poor son of a gun Indian that hooked up with her. Boy, she was the meanest piece of calico you ever set eyes on. It was a lucky day for me. You, uh, are you married? No, You take no, my I... advice, boy. Uh, what'd you say your name was? Kendall. Kendall. You ain't kin to the Brown County, Texas Kendalls, are you? No. Well, come to think of it, uh, their name wasn't Kendall, it was Pridgen. Now, how come you figure I misremembered that? What was we talking about? Well, I, I'm not, not quite sure. Well, now, now, you take my father. 86 years old, two weeks back. I'm taking him home to bury him. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, anything for sorrow. All got to go up Salt River sometime. Old buzzard's been out in California better than 30 years. That ain't no place for a man to sack his saddle, so last trip out, I said, Pa, I got to take you back to Kentucky, because when you bite the dust, it ain't fit to do it in this here place. That's what I said. I see. Well, we got us a place in Kentucky. Figure he ought to rest comfortable there. Well, did he die on the way, uh... On the way from California? <laughs> if he did, it's since you got on back in Helena. Oh, the old buzzard ain't dead yet. He's asleep in the wagon. Oh. Eats and sleeps. Ain't much else to do, I guess. <laughs> old buzzard, deep as a post. When he wakes up, you just say hello, smile at him, and he'll think that's just fine, just fine. <laughs> oh, you want a chaw? Uh, no, thank you. You don't talk much, do you? Um, no, I suppose not. What's your business? I'm a newspaper correspondent. Writer? Yes. Hmm. Newspaper fuller, huh? Yes, that's right. Oh. Had me a run-in with one of your kind back in 62, maybe 63. I was a mule skinner with Major McCleave down in Apache country. You ever been down there? No. Mean, purely mean country. Ain't fitting for nothing. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> hey, the old buzzards woke up. Everything's fine, Pa. I'm hungry. Oh, you ain't never nothing but, Pa. Got a way to go yet, Pa. Hey, this here's Mr. Kendall. He got on in Helena. How do you do, Mr. Scale? <laughs> Don't matter what you say. Just talk good and loud. Uh, yeah. I, uh... I understand you're going back to Kentucky. What is he saying? There's no telling. You go on back to sleep, you old buzzard. I'll tell you when it's time to eat. <laughs> He's going to do it. Guess he didn't like you. Oh? Paul meets a stranger, he'll talk your ear off. Talkingest man I ever seen. If he don't take to you, he does what I tell him. Like as not, he'll keep his mouth shut now till you get off in Benton. I'm sorry. Oh, no cause, no cause, Mr. Man can't help what he is. 
Well, I just hope you ain't like that sheep-killing dog of a newspaper fuller I was telling you about. <laughs> I sure did sharpen my hoe on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever he did, I assure you, I'll be very careful not to make the same mistake. Newspaper fuller. <laughs> we stopped for our meal. Scale, Senior, and Junior kept up an extraordinary conversation, during which time I was completely ignored. The pair reminded me a little of Dickensian characters, a certain gentleman and his aged parent. After his food, the aged parent clambered back into the wagon and presumably went back to sleep as we continued on our way. An offering of tobacco mellowed scale somewhat, and I felt that possibly I might be forgiven for my, my sin by association. It was late that afternoon when we saw the three riders. They were halted by the side of the road. If you know how to use that gun of yours, Kendall, you better be ready to reach. You think they're outlaws? Man's bone seasoned. He don't take chances, not in these parts. Looks as though one of them is hurt. Well, that's a fact, and... Well, I'll be a way belly stump sucker. <laughs> a woman. One's a woman. Look at that. If that don't beat all. Whoa! 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 Hey! Hey, you got trouble? Haven't got any medicines, have you? No, got some whiskey. It's my husband. He's hurt kind of bad. Well, it ain't nothing, I tell you, Dora. Just let me rest a while. We'll get on. You ain't gonna make it, Bill. Shut up. Mister? 
I'll buy your whiskey. That'll fix me. No such thing. It isn't whiskey you need. Either of you gents know about doctrine? No, ma'am. Well, I know a little, not much. Let him take a look, Bill. Jack, here, come on. Give him a hand, Dad. You know, Kendall, I got a feeling I know that fella. I seen him, but I ain't sure where. Why don't you bring the whiskey out, Mr. Scales? He looks as if he can use it. All right. Here, get your jacket off, Easy, Bill. Easy, woman, now take it. Easy. Oh, man, that sure looks wicked. You better sit down. There's a rock over there. Yeah. Come along. Ah. When did it happen? Three days ago. Did you get the bullet out? No. I'm all right, I tell you. Just let me rest. You're not all right. That's gangrene, the shoulder and arm. There's a doctor in Helena. It won't take you more than three hours to get we there. We ain't going to Helena, mister. We're going to Fort Benton. But that's over a hundred miles. You've already got a fever. If I were you, you I'd... You ain't me. Oh, Bill, he's right. Now, please, let's go back. No. I think I could remove the bullet, but that won't help. You ain't no doctor. Hey, pour some of this panther juice in your gizzard. Cure everything from the rattles to... No. Ain't gonna cure that. Give me the bottle. Take a good big slug, Bill. Hey, don't I know him someplace? Not likely to, mister. I ain't never forgot a face. I swear I seen his. Mind if I ask your name? I'm obliged for your whiskey. We'll be moving on. Oh, Bill, what good is it going to be? You're sick. You can't ride all that way. I do like he says. Dora, you heard what I said. Come on. Oh, Bill! He'd fainted. We carried him to the wagon, put him inside. The aged parent woke up, smiled pleasantly at the newcomers, and watched with interest as the wife and the one called Jack did what they could to make the wounded man comfortable. I felt a tug at my sleeve. Scales drew me away from the wagon. I know him, I remember. I know who he is. I'll never forget a man's face. Only difference now, he ain't got that mustache he used to wear. The Powder River Kid, Bill Logan, that's who. Uh-huh. Oh, ain't you got no savvy? The Powder River Kid. He's wanted in more territories than even the James boys. Well, I've seen the posters. There's $2,000 reward for him, dead or alive. Well, what do you say? Make pretty good sharing, huh? Muy dinero, thousand for you, thousand for me. Of course, his wife and his friend might have something to say about that. Then we shoot him. Sure, shoot him now, and then we take the kid on into Benton and collect. I don't think he'll live that long, not without a doctor. Who's talking about alive? Posters say live or dead. Come to think of it, we would be better off if we shot him. Might save a sack full of trouble. I seen him draw once, down in Virginia City it was. He fanned two men down so quick he had his gun back in the holster before they hit the girl. Mister? Yes, coming. Hey, other fellas getting out of the wagon, too. We gonna kill him? No. He's still unconscious. Mister, you said you could take out the bullet. Maybe it'd do some good. There's too much poison. He's got one chance, and that's to take him back to Helena. This your wagon, Mr. Kendall? No, ma'am, it's mine, George Scales. Mr. Scales, I'll pay you $200 if you'll turn around. Take us back to Helena. Well, now, that's a mighty attractive offer. I don't know, Dory. Bill said... I don't care what he said. Right now, he's dying. No, I ain't. Mister, my wife offers you 200 to take me back to Helena. You let me rest a while in your wagon till I'm fit to ride the other way. I'll make it 300 
That's fair. Yes, sir, that's a fair deal. <laughs> now, I'll do that. Make yourself to home. The old buzzard's my paw. If he talks at you too much, just better good and loud. Go to sleep, you old buzzard. You ride in here with me, Dory. Jack, stay on your horse. Sure, Bill. Just take it easy. All right, boys, let's bamboos. <laughs> Might be an idea to camp pretty soon. <laughs> Bet the Powder River kid thinks so. This trail ain't the softest. Hey, how long you figured till he hangs up his hat? I don't know. But I wouldn't worry about it. I ain't worrying. But I'm doing some thinking. How come you suppose he don't want to go back to Helena? Somebody's after him, I imagine. That's my guess. And if somebody's a U.S. Marshal and that Marshal finds him before the kid dies... You figure maybe we'll have to cut another share on the reward? A fine legal point. Well, I ain't gonna worry. Mm, dark coming on. Hey, it's a likely looking clearing up the road. Yeah, I gotta feed the old buzzard. Hey, hey, yep, hey!
Go way out west. Mutations. Part 10. The Powder River Kid. Well, things seem to be heating up here for the frontier gentlemen. And we're not quite sure where things could go next. But something tells me that this Powder River Kid is going to cause a bit of a stir for our hero and his companions. And hopefully, uh, we'll figure something out, uh, in terms of, uh, how to get out of this situation. We do have a, a, a few uh, wonderful people hanging out in the uh, uh, chat this evening, and I, I do want to say hello. Uh, and for those who might be listening to this in some other manner and are thinking to themselves, there's a chat. Are people hanging out and talking to each other in real time, having a conversation that might be interesting? I, I might want to participate in such a thing. And, well, uh, you are fortunate enough to know that you will want to go to wfmu.org forward slash Sheena. And you'll be connected up to all of us who are just hanging out there, making all sorts of funny conversations about the recent cougar attack and uh, the flasks that are uh, floating around. And uh, I'm, I'm slowly taunting Mr. X with a selection that will be forthcoming that I think he will quite enjoy. But, uh, I mean, you'd only know all that stuff if you were hanging out in the chat. So join us over there uh, for some fun and excitement and, and just plain old good times. And, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's what the cool kids are doing, as they say. It has been rather entertaining to uh, 
go through all these old Western tales and try to find appropriate Western songs, but occasionally I just pick stuff because I like the name and the association it rings in my mind. And I think uh, this next set up here is uh, pretty much all songs that fit that sort of style. But don't you all worry. There's a, a, These are good tunes, and uh, I mean, there's still a frontier gentleman to keep his company. Let's see where this one goes. It's a uh, Mid Valley Mutations here. Sheena's Jungle Room. One of the WFMU family of products. Having a good time on a Tuesday night. The way we love to do. Oh, yeah, and Imaginos is hanging out too, which is always a good time. Enjoy. Mid Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 10. The Powder River Kid. After the supper, I walked away from the camp to a rise overlooking the Missouri. There were flashes of lightning in the east, and you could see the outline of heavy black clouds. But there hadn't been any rain yet. I stood for about ten minutes smoking my pipe. Then I heard steps behind me. Scale said you came up this way. How's your husband? Oh, I think the fever's worse. Will he make it? I'm not a doctor. You don't have to be. You should have gone back to Helena. He couldn't. He was afraid to. Scales knows who he is, doesn't he? You know. Yes. There's been a marshal trailing us for six months. He caught up with Bill and Helena. My brother Jack helped him get away, and we hid out in town for three days. Mm. Why didn't you get a doctor? Oh, he wouldn't let us. There's a reward. Bill was afraid a doctor would try and collect. Just like your friend wants to. <laughs> he is pretty obvious, isn't he? Oh, man's luck runs out. Coyotes started snapping for the leavings. Me and Bill was on our way to Benton before the marshal caught up with him. We figured on going back east. Were you and your brother both working with Logan? No. And Bill hasn't done anything wrong since we was married. Mr. Kendall, I'll tell you a straight thing. I haven't been what a man like you'd call a decent woman. Most of my life, I, I've been a wild one. But not since Bill. I wish I could help Mrs. Logan. I... I really come to ask you to... I... I saw it done once before with a man's leg that got like Bill's arm... They cut it off. Yes, I had thought of that. It's too late. The poison's in his shoulder. It wouldn't do any good. I'm sorry. A, a preacher out in Utah married us. He'd never heard of the Powder River Kid. He thought we was nice folks. Well, I... I better get back to the camp.
I went with her. Jack was with Logan in the wagon. Scale's father was sitting on his haunches by the campfire, sucking on a piece of root candy and whittling a sliver of wood. He rocked back and forth, humming to himself. Scales leaned against a tree, ruminating on a piece of tobacco. He beckoned to me. What'd she want? She wanted me to cut off his arm. That's a woman for you. You aim to do it? No. Wouldn't do any good. Probably kill him. You sure wouldn't think he was a gunslinger, would you? Not now, you wouldn't. <laughs> Sick and whimpering like a dying pup. You think we could go on tonight? Not on this trail. With the rain's coming, no, sir. Besides, the old buzzard don't like traveling in the dark. Yeah, I hope he don't keep that up all night. None of us will get any shut-eye. Now lie back. Lie back, honey. It'll be better. Anything I can do, Jack? No, he's sick to the head right now. Don't even know Dory. Honey, don't. Dory says you know about us. We figured so. I think you're all right, Kendall. My sister does too. But I want to tell you not to start thinking about that reward. A few minutes later, it began to rain and continued intermittently all through the night. But the dawn was clear and bright. It took the combined efforts of oxen, horses, and men to take the wagon back onto the trail. The wheels had sunk nearly hub-deep in mud. But as the sun rose, we were on our way northward again. Bill Logan was no longer delirious, but in the grayness of his face, I knew that he didn't have long to live. It was during the early afternoon that his wife called out to me. Mr. Kendall? Yes? Will you come back a minute? All right. Maybe he's dead, huh? Maybe. He wants to talk to you. Sorry, go on up with that bullwhacker. What I got to say is private. Make him stay quiet. Come on over closer, will you? Is the old man asleep? Uh, yes. Now listen, I'm finished. I ain't a doctor, nothing gonna help me now. I feel it. I never asked a favor. No man in my life, I'm asking one now. What is it? There's a reward for me. It ain't much, only 2000 but it means something for Dory. I ain't gonna pay no reward for a man that's died natural-like. Or if they do like us, not go to that Marshall fellow for starting me off. I want you to fix it so Dory can get it. Well, how? You fill me full of lead. Shoot you? Yeah, shoot me. No. I trust you. You see, I, I trust you to give the money to Dory. No, you're out of your head. No, 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 mister. I ain't last night, but not now. It's the best I can do for her. She's a good woman. Now, let me give her something so she don't have to go back to what she was. I can't kill you. You got a right to... Look, I'm wanted, Kendall. I've done more killings than I can remember. It ain't a wrong thing for you to do. You could say I was trying to escape. No, I can't. If not draw on you. 
It doesn't make any difference. We both know you wouldn't shoot. I'm sorry. It's all the same. I think he felt very much pain after that. He just drank Scales whiskey and talked quietly to his wife. He died just before the sun went down. Well, I guess he's dead now. I think so. You figure she'll want to take him into Benton or bury him out here? I don't know. Sure does seem a shame and a sin to see that reward go up in smoke. Perhaps it doesn't have to. How do you mean? How come? I could ride back to Helena. Wouldn't take more than a few hours. What good did that do? Well, I'd take him back with me. Yeah? All you have to do is to see that they don't try to stop me. Listen, boy, for a thousand dollars, nobody's going to stop you. The old buzzard's still spry enough to hold a gun. I just have to tell him who to point it at is all. Hey, uh, <clears throat> how do I know you come back? Well, I imagine you'll just have to take my word for it. Mm. He never trusted a newspaper fuller yet, but I guess there ain't no choice. I give you my word of honor. I'll come back. All right.
curries in there, too. Well, there ain't gonna be nothing to it. All right, Curry, you keep your hands high. Both of you get over to the other side of the wagon. The Potter River kid's going back to Helena. shouted instructions to his father, who disarmed the dead man and Curry, then held a gun steady, a smile on his old face, head nodding approvingly. I took Logan's body out of the wagon and tied it onto a horse. Just before I rode away, I saw Mrs. Logan watching me, crying, a soundless, terrible cry. I must have traveled 10 miles in the night before I found the courage to, to do what I had to do. 
I led the horses off the road, tethered them, and took down Logan's body. He looked peaceful. Forgive me, Logan. I delivered the body to the marshal in Helena and collected $2,000 reward for the capture and killing of Bill Logan, alias the Powder River Kid. Then I took the horses and rode back to where I'd left the wagon. Did you get it, boy? Did you get the money? I got it. One of these days, I'm going to catch up with you, mister. Get on your horse. You too, Mrs. Logan. Go on. One of these days... That was fine, boy. Fine. Now, come on. Let's divvy up. Afraid not, Mr. Scales. I've got some bad news for you. You are getting nothing. What? Exactly. Drop your gun or the old buzzard's going to lose his son. Oh. I might have known. Just like the other one. A stinking, no good, low down. Goodbye, Mr. Scales. It's been a most unpleasant association. I took Logan's horse and caught up with Mrs. Logan and her brother a little further along the Mullen Road. I gave her the $2,000, and together we rode on into Fort Benton, Montana Territory. As we traveled through the valley Right every way you don't know what to do when you accuse me You're talking about yourself You think you're a giant You think you're a nothing Spread lies and 
discontent I wish you could see yourself You drive them away Through hill and valley Ride them Ride them Ride them Ride them Hey, hey You know you're nothing, hey Nothing to do with me You gotta ride him Ride him Ride him You spread lies and discontents I wish you could see yourself Travel through hill and valley, ride him away, ride him away. Hey, hey, you ride them away. Hey, hey. When you talk about yourself, you think you're drowned, don't you know soon? You're talking to yourself, no one else. Hey, hey.
Well, that does sort of draw things to a close here. I do love me some Marky Smith. Especially when he's reading the football scores. Oh, that's some good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for joining me on this uh, camp out here where we sit around and listen to some old records and uh, enjoy the tales of the frontier gentleman, uh, the Powder River Kid. Sometimes those outlaws aren't quite what they're quacked up to be. Seems to we, we've uh, managed to find a little bit of a sweet spot in terms of balancing the radio and the music, which I uh, quite enjoy. We got Calico Chat in the cat, <laughs> cat in the chat, pardon. My spoonerisms are getting worse. I think that's just a sign of uh, entering your late 40s. But yeah, we got Imaginos and uh, Laura Panic and Mr. X. Uh, Heather's Z's lurking around, uh, supplying the flasks. Imaginos. Uh, maybe I'm repeating myself at this point. Probably a few other lurkers here and there, you know. There's uh, often some people who just kind of have it on, you know. So that's, that's cool, too. We, we, we appreciate all kinds of listeners and all, all friends of the show. Speaking of, I never know how to uh, uh, let people know what else I'm up to these days. So uh, we'll just we'll just say that uh, you know, uh, if you're curious, you should uh, uh, drop me an email, austinrich at gmail.com. I'll answer all your questions. There's a blog and there's some other stuff out there, and I, well, I, I never know if I can promote or not. And I probably probably I'm never very good at it, anyways probably best left to uh, other places and other means. This is, a, this is a better place for just hanging out and listening to some tunes, really. But yes, uh, my, this is a, I was a long way of saying that uh, uh, the, the Mike Watt interview is on the way, being edited. I'm going to be on this show soon, and hopefully I can uh, fill you in with some details when I know more of them. Just got to Iron out a few more bugs here and there, and I'll, it'll be it'll be ready for uh, prime time, as they say. And then certainly uh, the passing of Mr. Rubens is making me want to do a show in tribute to him and some others we have lost recently. So uh, that is probably coming as well. Uh, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I was shook to the core when I found out that Mr. Rubens had passed. I recall as a very young child. When I should not have been awake, watching television, tuning in for a little HBO special during a free HBO weekend that my parents were enjoying, where I saw Mr. Rubens and uh, some others who have uh, unfortunately uh, left us, Mr. Hartman, grace uh, the screen with hilarity I had never seen before or since. And ever since, I have been a fan. Certainly, I should probably not admit in a public forum that I was disobeying my parents and uh, going to watch the television late at night when I should have been in bed, but I think the statute of limitations on that particular crime may have expired. 
And I do hope that they do not send the uh, mounted police out after me. One can only hope. But yes, uh, Mr. Rubens did leave a, a bit of a mark on my on my heart, and I I, I uh, I've been contemplating the best way to uh, to thank him for uh, his years of service. Hey, if you have an idea, maybe you should let me know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll figure something out together. Uh, sometimes uh, teamwork is the best kind of work there is. Although I've always uh, assumed that that was some sort of an excuse to just get me to work harder when I didn't want it. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, uh, yes, Mid-Valley Mutations here. Sheena's Jungle Room. Uh, one of the more entertaining places to hang out on a Tuesday night. And if you're uh, uh, not doing anything, join us on our Monday night show. We, uh, we play old-time radio programs. A lot of detective and uh, science fiction shows. And... Uh, Occasionally, Shandu the Magician, with uh, wonderful music by Corla Pandit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun show. Uh, so Monday nights, if you're not doing anything, same time, uh, same uh, 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 channel, just uh, Monday instead of Tuesday. It's a good time. Anyway, uh, I should probably uh, wrap things up here. Uh, thanks, thanks, everybody, for coming out now. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Mid-Valley Mutations, Sheena's Jungle Room. One of the wonderful WFMU family of products. And sometimes it ends a little something like this. Be seeing you. Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Jeanette Nolan, Lawrence Dobkin, Harry Bartell, and Junius Matthews. Music was composed by Jerry Goldsmith and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Join us again for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Johnny Jacobs speaking.
faithfulness. Amen.